the Gig Boss Podcast, where musicians go to learn how to navigate the new music economy. My name's Adam Meckler, and it's my mission to get you the tools to have a thriving career in music. And today, we're talking about what indie record labels do and what indie record labels don't do. I'm going to focus on indie labels because I've personally never had a major label deal. I've had several indie record label deals. I've worked with three or four indie record labels, either directly or through a band that I tour with and play with and record with. And so I'll talk about those experiences, the differences between those labels and the things that I've learned in the process of signing deals with those labels and releasing albums on those labels. Before we get there, I want to tell you about the Gig Boss app. The Gig Boss app is free on iOS and Android. It's an organizational tool for freelance musicians and band leaders. You can create groups. You can create events. You can track the details of an event. You can add things to a Google Calendar if you like. Check and see whether or not you've been paid. You can track how much each gig pays and the details of the gigs. We're adding features every month. It's getting better and better. Get in on the ground floor. It's free on iOS and Android. So the do's and don'ts of what record labels do and what record labels don't do. And I'm talking indie labels, okay? First and foremost... Indie record, I'll give you the don'ts, all right? I'll give you the don'ts first. First and foremost, indie record labels do not, by and large, give you an advance on your record, okay? This is something where, like, major labels might might have you sign a $500,000 advance deal where you get money before they actually release your album, and in exchange, sometimes they get to own the masters, sometimes they'll just do all your distribution and collect royalties, and the way those things work is essentially the record label will not pay you any more money until they've recouped their investment and then there's like a split after that. That can be great if you're a person who gets millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of streams on on Spotify or if you've blown up as a TikTok artist, you may get uh, major labels reaching out to you to, to have a deal like that. But by and large, indie record labels do not give advances before your release, even though the people who work for the label probably have some kind of skill set related to mixing and mastering, generally speaking, the label does not mix or master your album. You have to take care of all of that. And then again, the label does not pay for you to print. And I, there's a little caveat there because I just just worked out a deal with a, a indie record label where they are going to print a really small run of CDs for us and then do the thing where they're not going to pay us until they recoup their cost. Um, but there's no risk to us, and it's a pretty sweet deal. It's something we didn't want to print physicals, and the label just the label has a system for physicals, and it's working, and they know that they can recoup their costs, so they are pretty gung-ho about us doing it, and so they said they would cover the cost of printing ahead of time. So that's pretty rare. That's the first time I've experienced that with a label where they're paying for the printing. Generally speaking, an indie record label will not pay for your printing, okay? A lot of indie labels do have some kind of publicity package that you can purchase, okay? So that might mean you have to give them CDs or some kind of physical product that they can send out to people. In the jazz world where I kind of function, there are a lot, I think the the people who review jazz records and the people who are radio DJs for jazz, they trend a little bit older. And because of that, CDs have not totally gone out of style. 
I work with a record label in Philadelphia called Ropadope. While they are really working hard on understanding NFTs and Web3 and how that can benefit their artists, they're also working on selling physicals, selling CDs. And they say that, and this is, I got an email last year from Ropadope, uh, who's basically, they were like, despite what you're seeing, our CD sales are increasing. So I don't know if it's becoming more niche and so they are finding all the people who buy CDs and targeting them directly or what's going on. But two of the labels I work with, they encourage us to print CDs because they do still sell CDs, believe it or not. I do think that part of that is that fans want to support artists and Maybe that means that they'll buy a CD even if they're not going to listen to it, even if their car doesn't have a CD player, even if their computer doesn't have a CD player anymore, which is by and large the case. That's pretty much it. CDs are a thing of the past for the most part. Now, a lot of bands are printing like cassettes or vinyl. And as far as I know, publicity packages are not asking for vinyl or cassettes. I mean, they're really CDs are the thing that they can send out to to radio and to and to reviewers people who work for magazines or websites that review or blogs that review albums. Okay. A lot of indie labels have this built in publicity system where you can purchase a publicity package and they'll send it out to their contacts, either radio or reviewers or both indie record labels will do your digital distribution. So they, they work with distributors and those distributors will both upload your music to streaming and they will also pitch your songs to playlists on Spotify and Amazon and other streaming platforms that have playlists that will that could amount to a large amount of streams and therefore a little bit of money in your pocket. I just heard of one of the labels I work with got an artist's song placed on a major playlist on Spotify and that artist made about $2,000 in the first month of their release from that one, I believe it's from that one song getting placed uh, on a Spotify playlist. Now that a $2,000 payout is great. For those of you who know and who've made records, you know that $2,000 isn't going to cover the cost of making an album unless you're an individual who is making all of your music in your bedroom and you're basically playing all the instruments and you're mixing and mastering it. I mean, you can spend $2,000 just on mixing and mastering easily. I mean, $2,000 just on mixing easily. Way more than that if you're dealing with a, some kind of record that I make where you've got 18 musicians that you're mixing. I, I generally spend lots more money than that on mixing and mastering. So a great, it's a great payday though, and that's an option that a lot of indie record labels now offer through digital distributors that they work with, and it seems like labels, indie labels, are getting hip to that idea that like, hey, streaming is here, it's the thing that people use to listen to music, let's try and maximize our potential as much as possible until something better comes along, right? This is this is where we're at. This is where we're at, so let's play the game. Uh, and that's really where I'm at, personally, as an artist. It's like, I'm going to go where people listen, and I'm going to stop complaining about... Um, I may not stop complaining. I'll probably still c complain, but... <laughs> But I'm going to go to where people listen and I'm going to try to play that game and get get people listening to my music via the platforms where they listen. OK, so we talked about promoting your release. Uh, you can you can purchase a publicity package potentially through a record label. They will pitch to playlists. They will do digital distribution. And some labels have connections to sync licensing. 
where they could get your song placed in commercials, if they have their own database of music, if they're a larger indie label that has lots and lots of releases and has a catalog of music, they might offer those to as like a sub package to uh, media companies for streaming on commercial or for sync licensing, for syncing with commercials, with TV shows. And if a song gets placed in something like that, you're looking at a much bigger payday. There, there was a song that was used in a Chrysler commercial that I, part of the horn parts that I wrote for Nookie Jones were on that. And that was, that was crazy. I mean, they used like four or five seconds of music and it, and it paid something like $7,000. So it's a lot, it can pay a lot of money, can be a big payday to get something placed. And so this is something I, I tried to think about now is like if, when you're releasing music, even if you're not intending to, for the music to be used for sync, the money you'll make in sync will be much more than the money you would make in streaming. So at least preparing your tracks to be syncable, meaning having an, an instrumental version if there are vocals, maybe having a version without the lead line, maybe having individual stems that you can upload to, to licensing databases. These are all really helpful tools. So when you're making your record, you can maximize the amount of money you can make off of it. I had a big band song placed, my song Gen Song. I had that song placed on like a barbershop ad through uh, through a sync licensing company. So that's totally doable and that's something that is an option that some indie record labels offer. One of the other things is that you could be placed on a compilation album. So one of the record labels that I work with through Youngblood Brass Band, they have these compilation albums that they occasionally release, release music from the artists on the label. So if you're on the label, you get to be on the compilation, uh, which means maybe you've got sales coming through in physical form or streams in uh in streamland okay and that can be extra income as well everything i'm saying even with everything that a label does it still feels like a label doesn't do that much you may be wondering why would i even release with an indie record label if all they do is some digital distribution which i can do through DistroKid and pitching playlists which i can do on my own and that's a pretty valid question i think i don't think you'd be so far off if you just decided hey i'm just going to release this stuff on my own and i'm going to see how well i do but some of the benefits of releasing on an indie label is that you become part of that indie record labels community and a couple of the labels that i work with particularly ropadope is really good about having a community of people they've got a slack channel where all the artists hang out and talk and maybe throw in some hey, this worked this didn't work kind of things that are really helpful for releases for for you know this person is responding to my emails when i ask for a review this person isn't those sorts of things can be really helpful and can help streamline the process of getting people to listen to your record and so becoming a part of a community is a nice thing having that record label name on your album legitimizes you and your music and that is valuable that's valuable a reviewer might see that and review a record because they see that you're on a label. If a venue, a booking owner, a promoter, somebody who books a venue sees that you are on a reputable, a reputable record label, they might say, hey, okay, yeah, you can play our venue. We see that you've got some clout here with this record label. Maybe you haven't played in our town a whole bunch, but we can create some buzz based on the fact that you're signed to this label that some people recognize. Not a bad thing to throw in the mix when you're talking to reviewers, when you're talking to venue promoters. I constantly say that I work with certain record labels just to add a little bit of, put a little mustard on it, like my dad used to say. I just put a little mustard on it. All right. So that's one of the reasons you're part of a community and it helps build clout. 
and it'll help you. So those three, um, it'll help help helps give you some clout in the industry. Uh, it's it's sort of like validation of your stuff, and it helps you book gigs. It can help with booking gigs. Okay, so those are three reasons why you could. Now, one of the things I wanted to do today is I wanted to just read you an email I got from one of those labels recently, so you can kind of see what they expect from an artist and what's your responsibility and what's their responsibility. So this is pretty clear. I'm going to leave the name of the record label out. This is an email I got just the other day. Uh, it says blank record label operates as an artist friendly label, which licenses and distributes the artist's record after the artist has recorded, mixed, mastered, and manufactured the album. Okay. So this, this is basically saying we will release your album, but you're in charge of recording, mixing, mastering, and printing, which is what we were just talking about by releasing with X label. Artists get to put their music out under the umbrella of other similar and not so similar artists, expanding the reach of their music. So this is one of the things that I was saying about creating community. It's like you're a part of a label. You're a part of a group of people. People can point to you and go, oh, this is like this. And it's also like this. And it's also like this. And then people become fans of a record label because a record label has a sound and they might go through and purchase all the albums on that label. All artists maintain full ownership of their masters and compositions. This is really important, and this is not always the case with major record deals, but with indie deals, it's almost always the case where the artist maintains ownership of their own masters. This means that if you get a sync licensing deal, it's your money as the writer, as the owner of the master, and it's not somebody else's money. Now, if the label gets you the sync licensing deal, then there's going to be some kind of split happening as well. Artists maintain full ownership. We just help get it out there to a wider audience, it says. So this is just kind of the overview. And then it says, here are the details. A blank label does exclusive digital distribution. So everything sold or streamed on the internet goes through the label. Blank label gets... 125 CDs from the artist to send to physical distributor and to sell through our own site. And it says our physical distribution now includes a company in Japan and a new relationship uh, with Amped here in the United States and in Europe. Physical sales through these distributors have ranged between 30 and 100 CDs per release over the last year. And CD sales through our site have ranged between 30 and 80 per release over the past year. So they're really pushing the idea that like, hey, CDs are still relevant. We're still selling CDs. It is worth it for you to print some in order to get some traction in various different places. Uh, this says it's a 10-year term after which you can take licensing rights back or the label could extend that relationship. X label takes 20% of net royalties from the above. Artist gets 80%. So this is the artist-friendly uh, this is the artist-friendly model where the artist gets 80% and the label gets 20. Uh, X label takes 10% of any sync licensing deal if we can get a song on a film, etc. So this is also something that this label is thinking about is sync licensing. The label will take 10% of that deal, which would be a bigger chunk of money. So the label is taking less percentage, but will get actually more money through that deal. An artist can sell CDs at performances and X label takes no percentage of that, which means, hey, you got your own CDs, you can you can tour, you can sell your merch and they're not going to ask for a percentage of your merch sales. Uh, the artist records and manufactures CDs. CDs must be commercially replicated, no CDRs, and we strongly recommend four panel wallets for packaging. Uh, this is So this is a label where, despite all of this, they did offer to print 
my next album that's coming up a, sh- a small run, like 125, 150 CDs, something simple like that. They did offer to uh, to print, even though it says here that they don't do that. I think as a general rule, they don't. And then depending on the circum- circumstances, everything is negotiable, right? Everything's negotiable. Artist obtains mechanical licenses for all cover songs for both physical and digital, which means if you cover somebody else's song, you have to pay for the right to release it. Okay, you are responsible for that, the artist. Artist pays $5 a year for the first five years to help with web hosting. This is something that this record label does, kind of sees itself as a co-op of sorts. And, you know, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I got a buddy who, who doesn't like it doesn't like this aspect of of this label it's it's a small amount of money it feels to me like it feels to me like okay if that's what we need to do then okay but it also feels to me like that's not something that's normal uh among indie labels based on my experience artist includes x labels logo and website on outside of cd packaging and disc catalog number on the spine and logo on the disc itself artist maintains full ownership of the master and compositions okay and then it says assets that we need uh when we need them by at the latest and then it says 11 weeks before release date okay so we're talking 11 weeks 11 weeks before the release date it's not a short amount of time you need press photos of the artist uh 3000 by 3000 jpeg of the cover art an artist bio mastered wave files Short album notes, long album notes, one sheets for distributor and publicity. One sheet is basically one sheet that has an image and then info about the album release. It's like a publicity thing. It's kind of an old school way of publicizing a record. Social media URLs, press quotes, track listing with times in a Word doc. So that's all, uh, all the tracks with the length of each track next to it and then six weeks before the release date the label asks for cds uh a press release if we're doing publicity a digital booklet for Bandcamp. uh if if people are downloading the album on Bandcamp, they get a digital booklet with the album download something that we miss kind of in the digital age is being able to read liner notes i always love that about listening to records when i was a kid and now it's like you listen on streaming and you don't get to see who played drums on the record and you don't get to read a you know forward of the album from some other artist that admires the band pdf of an original composition to include in album download so this something it's like an optional but cool option for fans and this is something that's specific to this label not all labels do that but they're looking for extra content labels are looking for extra content and videos it says if you have them really recommended for publicity having videos for each each song is really awesome even if it's not a live record it's like finding some kind of visual element because today is extremely visual a 60 to 90 second mini lesson video. This is another something that's like really specific to this record label where they're they're asking artists to to give some extra content to the to the people that are kind of a part of the, the regular fans of this record label. Okay. Manufacturing, you can do it with whoever you like, but we use so-and-so with so-and-so. And then it gives some information on publicity and uh, gives some names of well-known publicists that you could use that uh, in this case this record label is more in the jazz realm so they're giving us kind of like jazz uh, jazz specific public uh, publicists one of whom I've hired before and I talked about on the podcast 
You can also do your own publicity, it says. Uh, we do a mini publicity campaign for 500 bucks plus mailing and material costs. So a mini campaign would be like, we'll send it to our 25 to 100 contacts and we'll do a follow-up and we'll do XYZ and you gotta pay 500 bucks just to have us take the time to do that and then you also have to pay for packaging materials which means you gotta pay for the packaging. You gotta pay for the post postage and all that stuff, okay? Which is pretty normal. And then they talk about payments and how they pay royalties out twice a year. Uh, so that's the that's a really recent letter email that I got from a label. You know, one other thing that I could do is read you something that I got from Ropadope Records because this was really fascinating to me. He talked a lot about about Web three in this email. Um, I hope all's well in your world. We're beginning a new phase here at Rope Dope. Once again, working to redefine and keep up with changes in the game in hopes that we are able to gain a little edge for independent musicians and artists. So they're talking about Web3. First, we have re restated our vision. It's clear that we are more of a curated collection of great art than just a record label. So they're really trying to redefine their image. Uh, second, after years of watching and researching, we're ready to jump into Web3, a term we use to include cryptocurrency, blockchain, NFTs, and the metaverse, VR, uh, virtual reality. Our plans will be to, communi uh, to be community-based, in line with our vision, and away from the hype around these new spaces. So there's a lot of hype around NFTs kind of blowing up in various different spaces and then totally tanking. So anytime there's like massive hype, you know there's going to be a huge tank. So they want to find the, the spaces people doing NFTs like Matt Mazurka, who I interviewed in like episode five or six of the podcast, who is the founder of sound.xyz, people that are really level-headed about what NFTs can be for artists and how to frame them in a way that's really interesting and special for fans uh, to have great connections with, with artists. Yes, there's a learning curve, it says, but we believe that we've uh, uh, allied with the right platforms to make this as simple as possible. Here are a few things that we urge you to do to get, to get up to speed. So they're saying, you know, join our discord channel they already had a slack channel so this is the this is the record label that has a slack channel that really does a good job of creating community in their label amongst the artists that are on the label and then install something on your computer and then go into the rope dope lounge and so they're, they're trying to figure out a way to like incorporate vr uh experiences with their uh with their artists as well i think that's a really cool it's a really cool way of staying staying hip as a label and being with the times here they have the they also attached like a the vision of Ropadope records as well uh but uh i don't have to get into that so that's basically it on indie record labels what indie record labels do and what indie record labels don't do if you're looking for some opportunities to learn about sync licensing to learn about how to do ads on Instagram and Facebook to promote your music and to learn about things like navigating TikTok as a musician. There are courses offered for those things via Ari's Take Academy run by Ari Herstan. Ari Herstan was on the show a few weeks ago. You can go check out that episode to learn more about Ari. We've got a deal with them that anybody from this show that goes and takes one of those courses, there are lots of other courses as well. I encourage you to go check out what they offer you'll get 10% off whatever course you purchase if you use the code GIGBOSS, G-I-G-B-O-S-S, -S, GIGBOSS, okay? Use the code GIGBOSS, get 10% off, and 
level up your game. Okay, and then remember, you can join the Gig Boss Facebook group, Gig Boss Podcast, to join a community of like-minded people who are trying to figure out how to navigate this crazy world of being a musician, being an artist, being a freelancer, being in the industry as a music pro or a budding music pro. Come hang with us. The link is in the description. The link to download Gig Boss app is in the description. And the link to Ari's Academy is in the description as well. Thank you so much for listening to our episode on what indie record labels do and what indie record labels don't do. See you next time.